You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 130. And we've got our friend Brian Ellathorpe coming to us all the way from Northeast Ohio. Northwest. Northwest. Yep. Oh, I heard one of those Western Ohio guys, eh? Um, yeah. sorry. Is, o- is Ohio big enough to differentiate like, one direction <laughs> or another? You'd be surprised. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. What do you got for NFL teams? You got, you got the Bengals. You and got the, the Browns. Browns. So Browns are in the Northeast, and then the Bengals are in Southwest. Don't right. forget about the Blue Jackets. Blue and, Jacks, very right in the middle. Right in the middle. That's awesome. That's where uh, Columbus, that's where yep. uh, Quack Attack gloves are. They're at a Columbus. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good shit in Ohio. Well, that's yep. the thing. That's hey, what keep we talked that on about. The hush, hush there, Dave. <laughs> People will be showing up. Well, that's what hey, we talked that's about. That's what on we said show. last time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were talking to Quack Attack, and I'm like, Ohio must be this place that's like magic and it's just there's something about it and you fuckers just like oh we're, we're, we don't want anyone to come so we'll, just, we'll go elsewhere and talk about how great everywhere else is right in, in fairness I mean, if you come here during walleye season you know that it's not a secret yeah, like yeah. mad river outfitters is there right they're in yeah. Ohio Columbus uh, right yeah I think so the best ever brown dog to grace the presence of Ontario oh, Jesus. came from Ohio mm-hmm. um yeah. but that Again, because I don't want to fucking play into what Philly is saying here. You know how someone, them... you know how you know someone has a good brown dog. Yeah, they'll fucking they'll tell, tell you. you. Fucking yeah, tell just you. wait, just wait a minute because they'll tell you all about it. Um, yeah, every other person will tell them that their brown dog's a dumbass too. <laughs> oh, I have one of those as well. Trust me. But strong will. You, you see a hunter with a black dog. Strong will. Yeah. He's he's an individual. Any, any anyone can run a black dog. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm living proof of that. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a good point because Dave, um, you brought it up when you were talking to Mr. Lochner about Ohio, about it being like a lot of good stuff coming out of Ohio. Then you brought up about Mitchell's Bay and stuff, and you're like, no, we did, there's no birds in Mitchell's Bay. I don't want anybody to know about it. And then it was you was so talk- bad in Mitchell's Bay. I didn't hunt there this year. Um, and then you talk to the guys that are in the Pacific Northwest and is it and and Northern California, and they're all saying the same thing. They're like, This is this place is amazing, and nobody comes here because everybody thinks Arkansas. Yeah. And everybody will tell you over there. Oh no, it's not that great here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like the greatest silhouette decoys made in the world are made in Ohio. Yeah. So you can't convince me, you can't convince me that they don't have a good population of birds. We do. I mean, it's it's Sandusky. Here's, here's the thing. It's, it's not like, I would say as, as, as like, you know, the, it's the not as good as states. what everybody Don't thinks come it is. Here. No, no, no. I was <laughs> gonna say the opposite. It's not as bad as everybody says it is, but it's also like not this like crazy destination if you want to hunt puddle ducks. But like we have yeah. a lot of people that come here for for divers and stuff like right. that. Because yeah, maybe, Sandusky. Big water. Sandusky Bay. There's a, there's a guide yeah. in Sandusky Bay that like specifically does redheads and canvasbacks when they come in. So he's busy for like 
three weeks and weeks. then it's done. <laughs> like Ohio's also got to be like good location wise because you can get to a lot of places pretty easily, right? Yeah, it's kind it's kind of like what I say about London, Ontario. Like living in London is shitty, other than the fact that you're like an hour and a half from Mitchell's Bay, an hour and a half from Long Point, so it's kind right. of good in that sense. So Ohio, yeah. like you probably can get to a lot, like you can get to Maryland pretty quickly and like all these other places, right? You're about, yeah, you're within like 10 hours of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like you're a one like, day there's drive. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of shipping hubs that are in like Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, because it's very central to everything. Right. Right. Yeah. So like UPS, FedEx, everything is like, there's a lot of big hubs for that. Like I think Bowling Green, Kentucky is the biggest ups or fedex hub in the states just because it's central to everything i'm pretty sure on my trip to missouri i saw like fedex airport every airport there's a terminal for fedex ups yeah like they're starting to have them for amazon like they have their own like fucking plane oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah i'm I'm driving down the highway i'm like what the hell is this shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's crazy yeah i mean it's cool like we've got we've got a lot of different things like we've, we're really good like our southern half of the state is really good for like turkey whitetail and then up on the lake is good for fishing diver ducks you know it's just uh it's a hodgepodge i would say oh that's, that's it sounds like a uh an outdoorsman or person an outdoors person um <laughs> Oh, I just just Here thinking about our just thinking about our wonderful prime minister and and our political <laughs> correctness that we have to fucking deal with up here. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, but it as, sounds as like a were. no, like Ohio. It it is, man. Like you think about it, um, we're uh, a couple, uh, you know, five fucking hacks from Canada, um, that got a podcast and um. Between real geese, quack attack, and you, um, that's I, I don't know of any other state where we've got three, so three guests that um that are contributing to the waterfowling world, I I guess. Like, so you have your own media thing, Brian, and then yeah. there's real geese, and then there's quack attack gloves. Um and you and Ohio's not a big state, you know. No, it's- and before it got sold, we had uh Avian X was you know 40 minutes from here. Zinc calls. Oh, I didn't I didn't know yeah, Fred, I didn't... Fred Zinks from Ohio. Same oh, I didn't guy. know that. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of maybe. uh there's a lot. I mean, if you look into it, there's a lot of stuff out of Ohio that you know is part of waterfowl or like the outdoors in general. Joe um, Burrow, man, Joe Burrow yeah and then i mean but if you think about it too like you guys had brad hurlboss on and like he's from wisconsin that's i mean they got upland up there they've got great fishing great hunting you know it's just way better than ohio go don't go to ohio go to wisconsin yeah everybody go talk to brad if you want to go somewhere yeah (laughs) in fact brad's gps coordinates where he hunt right like yeah yeah, that's exactly. funny. Um, <laughs> before I, uh, before all of you jumped on and I was just sitting here and I, this has absolutely nothing to do with waterfowl hunting, but um, as I was pouring up my uh, rum, 
I always have Pepsi. Who's a Coke fan? I don't know anybody that's a Coca-Cola fan. Is that a newfie thing, Merck? Pepsi? No, whenever I drank hard liquor, it was rum and Coke. Coke? Yeah. I'm a Pepsi guy. Like, I can't drink Coke. I'm a Pepsi fan. Pepsi. Yeah. But I, when I used to drink hard liquor, it was rum and Coke. I'm Pepsi all the way. Dave? Yeah. I'm whatever's the cheapest. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you are adding nothing to this debate. <laughs> if this is your glass, there's only this much Pepsi anyway, so it yeah. doesn't matter. True. Just enough for Brian. Color. What are, are or I, I suppose I you're probably forth. not a cola guy, are you? Oh, I mean, I go back and forth. I I I don't drink a lot of pop soda, yeah, know, by itself. But like, if I have. Uh, like Captain Morgan, it's generally yeah. with Pepsi, and then for whatever reason, if I do Jacks or Jack, it's Coke. Huh? I don't know why. Anytime I go to a restaurant, though, it's a liter of cola. That's all I say. <laughs> I don't give a shit what really. Just cola. give me a liter, liter of cola. cola. Okay, Farva. Hey, Farva. They're gonna say. It's I'm the glad other someone picked got. up on yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like, holy yeah. Farva. Uh, happiness in your household. Um. Did anybody get that joke? Is happiness in your asshole? asshole. (laughs) Pardon me? (laughs) Happiness in your asshole. Littering in. Littering in. That's funny. Uh, Brian, um, we were chatting the other day um, because uh, obviously you were chatting with the the crowd from Quack Attack and, and stuff like that. But you had mentioned that you your is your season still going on? Or are we you done now? Goose. Yeah. So, so late, late goose until next weekend for the, the upper half of the state. The lower half of the state is has ducks in until the end of this weekend. And then they have two weeks of late goose as well. And only one bird a day? No, it's still. Oh, okay. uh, we, so we can shoot five. This I think it was last year it started that you could shoot five geese a day. And that's. Uh, six ducks okay i thought you said i thought you said something like uh i'm going out for for one goose or something i thought i read that but i'd be happy to just get one at this point for whatever reason it's just been real tough down here so really even just just one i mean anytime i go out if i shoot something i'm happy so it doesn't really bother me but yeah for whatever reason i mean it snowed the last two days Mm -hmm. and uh generally that helps if we're in fields for goose hunting but there just hasn't been a like for what it seems like for the last like week and a half, they've just started moving out. So, okay. Did know. you, uh, did you guys get any of that, that Texas low that just came in? Uh, like we got dumped with a pile of snow last night. Did you guys get any of that? We got snow. Yeah. It started yeah. yesterday, like midday. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got like two or three inches. Oh no. We had a foot of year. snow last night. Uh, um, we got a foot. Yeah, yeah, we had a foot of snow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, ours is like a, a dusting, pretty much. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like um, I'm old. Like an adequate amount you had, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, at, you know, two to three inches pretty adequate. Adequate, right. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to brag about 12 inches. <laughs> <laughs> you should well, see what I consider 12 inches. 12 inches. Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard six Damien. inches about like that. Damien's a true fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should see what I consider 12 inches. Ah, uh, that's funny. Um, but that's cool. Like I 
I've been on Facebook the last couple of days and um, there is a lot of waterfowl gear and puppies for sale right now. No, yeah. no. If you look at those webs, those um, like all the outdoor gear pages. Yeah. It's a lot of scammers right now. Oh, is it really? Oh yeah. It's a lot of yeah. scammers like that. If you look at the pictures, yeah. Like, man, I thought I saw this before. It's because they're using the same pictures over and over to try and scam people. Oh, really? Right? Oh, yeah, I didn't they know think that. us hunters are fucking stupid or something. Yeah. Right? There, there ain't there ain't nothing for sale. No. No. It's it's yeah, the, the Avian X, the six pack of Avian X is um in Windsor or whatever. Yeah. It's the same picture and like four different guys' names. Oh. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So they're it's it's pretty crazy the the scamming that's going on right now, right? Oh, I saw there was a Sitka website where they were like, uh, they created a whole website for it to sell used Sitka gear and they're selling it through Facebook, but it's all scam. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's like, yeah. there's also another scam. Um, I've been doing a lot of research on videography and then I, there was a scam that popped up and it's, um, sign up for our videography classes and you go on and there's like no contact. It's claiming that it's a college. And it's really? like, yeah, you're supposed to sign up and send them a deposit to get going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, sure. This seems shit. Weird. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not a smart man, but. Well, I tell <laughs> you. Sam Ortiz. Well, I tell you, you, you say that, Dave, but I got, I don't know if I told you this story. I'm pretty sure I told you, Dave, but um, a couple of years ago when the, when the new PlayStation was coming out, my son wanted a new PlayStation, right? So, and they were extremely hard to come by. So my nephew had told me about this, this friggin' dude and, and his handle was true Twitter. And my, my nephew's a smart, he was a smart kid, right? He, he was probably 18, 19 at the time. And he was like, this guy's got him that uh, they're not ripping people off. You'll save probably a couple bucks, but it's out of the States. Anyways, total fucking scam. And they got, they got, I don't know, probably 400 bucks from me, um, but a total scam. But they were set up like there was never once did did the light bulb go off and say, oh, this seems a little bit sketchy until, you know, I had said, hey, can I get the tracking number? Yeah, yeah. Uh, shipping just increased and we need more money. And then I was like, mm, hold on, fuck face. Um, something's not right here, but they did they were smart and smart enough to pull it over my eyes uh to get a couple hundred 400 bucks out of me i think it was so did, be careful did I, out there did i ever tell you about that call you know they call your house and they tell you like oh your computer's got viruses or whatever yeah so this was well it was when um the other guy's movie came out right mm -hmm. and uh so i'm my son's on the couch i get the phone call and i'm like Hello, and they're like, "Hello, sir, you have a virus on your computer." I'm like, "Just started swearing at him. Fuck you, right?" Yeah. And then the guy's like, "Hey, you fuck you." He says it back to me. Yeah. This is so the other guy's movie had I just finished watching it, so yeah. I used the whole line about like, "Listen, if I want you to talk, I'll shove my hand up your ass and use your mouth like a puppet." <laughs> fuck you. And I'm going on right. Yeah. Never thought anything of it. Two days later, it was the weekend, and and in-laws show up. Hey, Nana. Daddy told the guy on the phone that he's going to shove his hand up his ass and use his mouth like a puppet. <laughs> like, oh. Awkward. <laughs> I thought you were sleeping, you little bugger. <laughs> so, yeah. 
but I meant Rock every wow. word I said. <laughs> Sponges. Yeah. How uh, how impressed was Stacy? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, no. Good point. That's a big <laughs> negatory on the no. Rajometer. Hey, I just want to point out that's not the biggest thing I've done to disappoint her. I swear. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's good. Um, Brian, I, uh, I wanted to ask you because I haven't had a chance to ask you and knowing the relative proximity that you have to Toronto. Are you making a trip up to the Toronto sportsman show this, this merch? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Well, I can tell you that a certain, uh, silhouette decoy maker will be making the trip. Well, I can probably just stand out my door and hitchhike then. Yeah. He'll be coming right past me. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to talk to him. See what yeah, see you if he's heading up there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going up there. I haven't been to like any. We have uh, the Point Moulet Waterfall Festival here in, uh, in Michigan. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I've been to. Like we haven't had anything around us. Like I think that that, that sportsman show that Quack Attack did last weekend was in uh northeast ohio yep. it was like two and a half hours away yeah um i wouldn't be opposed to it if i can if i, if I can finagle it for sure I, i'm just It'll saying over six hours <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's it? what we and that's what we keep merc for <laughs> gps guy well he's he's just he's on the ball with that you don't have to ask he's got he's got initiative you want to know how far away Texas and California are from each other? Mark knows. Yeah. <laughs> no, but apparently they're not together. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, you I, guys I, having a booth there? Oh yeah. Uh, well, we're yeah. doing. Well, this this is an excellent opportunity for me to talk about it. Thank you. you excellent go. question, Brian. Well, <laughs> Thank you very when- much. When is the sportsman show? The 16th till the 19th of March. Um, and it's nice. in it's like and, my whole weekend off. Yeah. And uh, so it's down in Toronto right next. So very close to the airport. Um, so it, you're not downtown Toronto. So if anybody's worried about that, uh, not too crazy to get into. But with, so what had happened, Brian, is last year, when we went so me dave merrick and phil went last year and we set up a booth but there was next to nothing there for waterfowlers like i think the only thing that was there was dive bomb had a little booth um okay uh they had a little booth and there was a there was a guide there um and i'd never heard tell it a guide either so um fairness the the show was locking oh yeah so yeah, so there was nothing there for waterfowlers. So in, you know, in the summer, um, we approached the general manager with this idea of like, hey, listen, why don't you dedicate um, some real estate for us to bring in some waterfowl hunting companies uh, and we'll call it the refuge. So they jumped on board and they were like, yeah, of course, sounds like a great idea. So right now, real geese would be there. Ducks Unlimited Canada's coming Delta Waterfowl is coming. Stoger Canada is coming. Um, we'll be there. There's a couple other uh, that I really can't talk about because they're sort of kind of in the mix and still waiting to hear back from them um, if they're going to be able to make it or not. But uh, promises to be a good time. The thing is, is that 
I, and I don't know if it's like this in the States and, and by no means am I trying to insult anybody, but I don't think it's like it in the States, but, but it seems like it's the case here in Canada is that um, when we have these shows, these, you know, these outdoor shows and, and anything like this, um, people will show up and then they'll be like, oh, stupid. It, it, it was junk. There wasn't nothing there. But yet the people complain about the cost to get in or they don't spend any money. And, and I, I get it. Like money is hard to come by and everybody works hard for their friggin' money. But vendors aren't going to come in if they're not going to make any money either. Right. right. Like it's, it's a double-edged sword. So, um, so I'm just hoping, uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a success this year and, and then we can continue to build on it. Right. Um, yeah. cause the plan in a perfect world, it would be a bunch of people beating down our doors next year to, to get in yeah. there. Right. Um, but, but yeah, that's the plan. So anybody that's listening, that's in Ontario, um please we'd love to see you uh philly will be there dave will be there uh mark won't be there this year because he now lives in nova scotia but um we'll be there and uh, we're there for the whole time so it'll be good to see there a few days it'll be good uh it'll be good to see everybody again we met a lot of people last year a ton of people it was a good year uh it was a good time last year but i'm just saying uh brian maybe you want to make a trip up bud I would not be opposed to it. Let me check my schedule. Ooh. Oh, this is Mr. Big Time now, eh? Has Eric Massey on his podcast, and him and Eric Massey are planning out their yeah, takeover. You, take you know over that, that wouldn't have been possible without me even being on this show. So that comes back to you guys. No, no, absolutely not. That's all you, buddy. Um, oh, but, you. Oh, <laughs> oh stop. Yeah. Um, no, but that that just goes to show the type the the quality of person that Eric Massey is, right? Like you said, what'd you oh, yeah. say? Like you guys were on the like chatting for like three hours or something? I was way more than that. It was probably four and a half hours. <laughs> really? Just, I mean, just talking about anything, and like I I almost felt bad like that the the episode that I put out was so long because it was just it was an hour and forty five minutes. Like that's a that's a lot for somebody to to sit down and listen to, but. I mean, we, we talked about some really cool stuff. We went through all the, the stuff that he's been involved with, with Tangle Free and yeah. kind of how he got to that point. But then also just like this show, you just kind of bounce around different different topics. And we started talking about, you know, just like even the responsibilities of ha- putting any sort of content out on, on social media. You know, I mean, there's there's just a lot, a lot of things that people are watching and you know if you're if you're putting out bad content you're teaching the wrong thing you know that's that's your responsibility you can go home and see what you're doing you're editing it you know and putting out content and it was uh i thought that was a pretty good message and uh that was right at the end so anybody that made it to the end heard that but (laughs) if if they didn't make it to the end i don't blame you because it was a long one but it was it was cool no and that and it's a good message like um, not too bad that you waited until the end to talk about it, but at least you talked about it, but it's something that we've yeah. been trying to talk about on here ever since day one is, is if, if you're not doing positive things or making sure that you, you're, you're, everything is kosher. Um, yeah. you're really hurting your yourself. So I know there's, and we all know, we all know the, the names of people that are putting out nothing but junk <laughs> and, and, 
and trouble. And, and I think, I think some of it's on purpose. And I know Dave has, has said to me before, he was like, there's no way that that guy doesn't know that what he's doing is wrong. He's just doing it just to get the views. Right. Well, there's people that do that. And I mean, controversy kind of brings anybody in. So like, you know, you, if you, yeah. there's the, it comes back to the whole, no publicity is bad, bad publicity thing, but yeah. it is. I mean, if, if you're, you're talking about a sport where it's, you're dealing with firearms, like it's mm-hmm. deadly. There's, you're in bad situations with, with water. I mean, you're in freezing cold water and at any point you can flip a boat and be, yeah, but in hypothermic situation in less than a minute. And it's like, there's a lot of things that people just overlook. And a lot of people these days are learning about waterfall through the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm whether always it's right or wrong, whether it's right or wrong. And it's, and I, I try to be as conscious as I possibly can about what I'm putting on the internet. And it's not even like, I, I don't have a huge influence, but there are people that it has influence. So I try and keep, you know, even if it reaches one person and I teach them the wrong thing, I'm not going to, that doesn't sit well with me. But exactly like what you were saying, like some of the, some of the videos you're putting out, like, I don't see everything, but everything I've seen, like great quality birds coming in, like, you know, doing everything at the right time and all that stuff. You might have some beautiful video videos and stuff and edited perfectly. And you might get 30 views or a hundred views. Right. Right. But if I went to a golf course with Damien and he filmed me with a iPhone eight using a golf, using my gun as a golf club to hit a bird, I would get more views. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, exactly. because you have yeah. to show a little bit of skin then, too, Dave. Yep. What's that? She got to show a little bit of skin. <laughs> well, well, hey, it's, you know it's not what? going to work with me, but you know, um, so we can go back to that, but I want to, I want to add this. So this, what you just said, Phil, you got to add a little bit of skin. Do you know what I've noticed is that the, the female hunters that are out there, huntresses, uh, whatever hunters, huntresses, whatever they prefer to be called. Um, I'm not seeing any of that bullshit anymore. Where they are half naked. It, it is like, these are, these are girls females that are hunters huntresses whatever you want to call them that are that are doing it on their merit like they're killing birds or they're they're killing animals they're they're hunting and it's not it's not tits and ass that's getting them their followers well i think a lot of people look through all that too because they got to the point where they're like well you can see tits and ass in anything else this is waterfall and we want to see birds we want to see dogs and we don't care about your ass i want to see a dog get a speckle belly like i don't care and so yeah. like it, at that point like if you don't have anything any anything to stand on i don't care i'm not yeah. watching anymore so yeah. like i don't know if you guys have ever seen uh macy watkins she's out of uh, georgia she puts a lot of stuff on tiktok she has like a media company um the redneck tech podcast, which is mostly about like cameras and filming and that okay. kind of stuff they had her on to talk about. And she's like, I don't wear bikini tops or anything like that. She's like, I don't feel like that. I don't feel comfortable putting that on the internet, but she's, yeah. she is a sports woman through and through. And that's what everybody wants to see. Of course. Uh, yeah. there, there's a girl, uh, Kate, Kate, I think she's in Washington. Um, as she does uh, Kate Borles, I think is her name. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she does a lot of real geese stuff. Yeah. Um, but she's, yeah, 
yeah, Kate, Kate Bow and Arrow, um, yeah. is her is her handle, but yeah. like the the quality of stuff that she's putting out, and even you look at her at here in Ontario, guys, um, when you look at uh, Lori Ann Horse, uh, the stuff that she's putting out, she's putting out good stuff, there, and and you're seeing you're seeing it all across now, um, especially in the big game world, um, here in Canada, you're not saying I don't think we're seeing a ton of girls in the the waterfowling world here in Canada, but in the big game world, we're starting to see more and more uh, ladies um, and a lot of them partnering up with their, with their husbands, boyfriends, whatever. And they're putting together these, these channels, which have, which are being a huge hit because it's a couple that's out, out hunting and they're, right. You know, they're, they're doing it on their own for, for the most part. And, you know, um, and, and, they're doing they're doing it right and they're trying to educate and they make mistakes obviously um yeah like like we all would um but i, I just see th- more i want to see more people build themselves off non-guided hunts well i don't mind i don't mind the guided it it's like if, if a, you're a lot, trying a lot, to, of it, a lot of it's look at me look at me where you like these people have done zero fucking work none you're a figure in front of the camera well, yeah. And that's what's selling. You've done zero fucking work, sweetheart. You've done no scouting. You well, don't know I think, I think you could gun. apply. Like, I think you could apply that to even a lot of the, the men that are out. Oh yeah. That, people in general. Right. I want to um, see people base it off doing their own legwork. Yeah. That's what I want to see. But not just a when, face in front of a camera. But don't you think that that's a, so, so let's say, let's use like a, a, a big company. So, and, and we don't need to say a name or anything and put anybody on the spot, but let's say a big company that's in the waterfowling world. Um, if they're going to a different part of the country, chances are they're going with a guide. Like they're not, they're not freelancing when they're going to a different part of the country, be it in Canada or in the States, they're going with a guide. You look at Ramsey Russell, like Ramsey Russell has shot more ducks in more places and I, I bet you, um, I don't know. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say it, I suppose. Cause I don't really know the man, but, um, I would, I would hazard to guess that a lot of times these places that he's going, he's linking up with a guide. I don't think he's doing everything freelancing. So th- there's something to be said about, I, I think if you're, if all your content is only guided hunts, Philly, I, I believe you. I think yeah. you're hundred percent right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like there's lots of people who do shows where they're going around to all these yeah. different places and they're going with guides and whatnot, but they have a hunting background beforehand mm-hmm. or when they're not doing shows, they're hunting in their local neck of the woods. Right. But yeah. Phil's right. There are people who just hunt with guides. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're paying people to make them look good. Yep. Cause otherwise they don't, ha- they don't know up from left. Hmm. And that I have got no patience for. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> Dave, what are you thinking? Still, You're thinking no, something. Nope. I'm still trying We're to figure out real. whether it's hunt people or hunters and huntresses. <laughs> or, I, I forgot everything. You, you know what? I got to call Trudeau and ask him. Yeah. Like, you can't um, say people. sports person. You can't say sports because person. Because son is... You're cutting out all the girls. You say, say son. If, if they are girls, 
if they are girls. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this like is a this. rabbit hole. So, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah. I identify as a helicopter. Jesus Christ. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> of course, the cop. Yeah, of course, the cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Brian. Yeah, about that local sports team. How about uh, what kind of camera do you use? <laughs> I have all. Uh, <laughs> I use all Nikon mirrorless cameras. Yeah. Oh, so shit. I, I have uh, I have two of the Z6. I have the Z6 and the Z6 two full frame that I use for like all of my photos, and then anything commercial, commercial wise that I'm filming with. Um, and then I have. The Z50, which is a crop sensor, and then I bought the new Z30, that's a crop sensor as well. But it's they call it the it's Nikon's new content creating camera. It's got built-in stereo microphone on it. It's got the swivel screen, so you can flip it to do vlogs and stuff. And uh, that's what I use for YouTube is the Z30. And then all of those cameras, I end up using them for weddings and stuff. And it's been I like them because the mirrorless sensor is really nice for low light. It's really good for video. And uh, I started with Nikons. So when they came out with the Z, the Z platform, I just moved into that. So Brian, keep I'm, talking about the cameras and, and do a good job on talking about how they are and try and sell Dave into buying one. I, I just <laughs> bought the, the GoPro, the new GoPro. But then I eleven. No, the, like the 10 last year. I bought. Oh, okay, I, didn't, okay. you, I didn't hunt this year, right? So I kind of, I had the camera gear for this fall, but I didn't okay. hunt. So, um, but no, the thing that I've noticed, well, the two things I noticed, one is like the vlogging style camera and camera equipment, like the, the ZV-1, the ZV-E10 and like yeah. the features that are specific to vlogging and product reviews have really evolved over the last two years, right? Yeah. Um, like the ZV-1 now, it's like you can, if I'm doing a review on my phone, I can put my phone up to the camera and it'll automatically refocus on the product. Like you set it to product yep. review and it, it's pretty amazing. Some of these cameras. Um, but the other thing I saw is um, with the GoPro 11, they're basically saying that the GoPros are, are useless now. You might as well just use your cell phone. That's, so that's the thing is like I have, so I actually have a, uh, I have an iPhone 13 mini that was my old work phone. When I switched jobs, I, they never asked for it back. So I didn't give it to them. And so I use that as like, uh, like I keep it in my waiter pocket. Yeah. Cause I generally keep my phone in like my chest pocket and then my waiter pocket, I keep my, that cell phone. And if it's, if something's happening real quick, I pull that out. And I just start filming with that instead of grab because I have a big waterproof case that I keep my cameras in. And normally I bring a full frame with a big lens. And then I have that Z30 with a smaller lens on it for, you know, whatever. But if there's not enough time for me to grab that and like be filming my dog getting a retrieve or like us doing moving decoys or just something, you know, some B-roll type stuff, I just pull out my phone. Yeah. And then since and I edit on a Mac, I can airdrop all those clips to it and it's fast. Yeah. But the GoPro with it being, so I have a GoPro eight that I use for my head cam and like that stabilization when you're shooting is so nice. Cause I had a, a hero five that I use as like a extra camera that I put like either on the blind or I put it on like a tree limb somewhere facing into the, the decoys. 
And that thing stabilization sucked. It made it look like you could get sick looking at the shots when I used to use that. It just shake like crazy. Um, the GoPros, I think that they're nice because there's modes on them that help people that are making videos. So like I use the GoPro on a loop. So it's a five minute loop and it just keeps recording. So instead of having like a five hour amount of footage to go through, if I shoot, if we have five volleys of birds, I only have 25 minutes of footage to go through. So it not only saves my memory cards, it saves me time editing. And then I put uh, like a elastic strap on the back of it, of the back of the head strap. And then I put a USB external battery on it. So I don't have to change out the little GoPro batteries. Mm, and so when I put that thing on, I don't, I don't touch it. I only touch it to turn it on and off or stop yeah. the loop clip. A, a lot of fishermen are using that, the chesty rig, and then they're putting the, yeah. the battery pack in, inside of it. Right. And yeah. it, they're getting like four or five hours. The GoPro seven. I don't know if I have mine here. Yeah. The GoPro seven has an attachment that you can put. It's this great big battery pack now. Yep. Right. Yeah. And it, it just lasts for, I think it's like six or seven hours. Yeah. So. I buy, uh, Amazon has these, they call them, I think they call them like pencil chargers or something. And they're just like these tiny little ones. I don't know if I have one around, but I mean, they're this big. Yeah. So this just sits on the back of my head. You can't even see it. I can barely feel it. But with this on, my, I don't change out the battery for six hours. Wow. So if I'm hunting, you know, they're only five bucks a piece on Amazon. So it's like, I just bought four of them. I keep extra ones charged in my bag and I can record for the whole hunt and not have to worry about batteries. Yeah. Now like there's a number of um, musky channels that I follow on YouTube and these guys have their boats, like five, six GoPros. Right. And they're yeah. like, they're like legit using like cordless drill batteries yeah. you can yeah. get adapters and stuff for the gopros and they run these like the milwaukee batteries and whatever yep like yeah a lot of the rigid batteries the have a usb that you like slide on the top of it like you would like if you're sliding into a drill yeah. it's just a usb out mm -hmm. you can do that i mean they have these the anchor makes a really nice external battery that lasts like i think it's a it's a ten thousand milliamp hour or something it's like it's like 20 bucks and i keep that in my bag too to charge everything else and so like i have anywhere from six to eight external battery chargers in my bags at all time and i don't worry i don't worry about batteries dying but especially when it's cold it's nice because those gopro batteries only last like 25 minutes if you're if it's cold and if and if you're recording in hd or or 4k whatever whatever yeah, 4k will take up more than the 1080p and then yeah if it, it just it just depends on the, the Brian, temperature like so this here's my problem so and this is something that dave and i we chat about a lot um and it's it's capturing content so we chat about it a lot about we need to get more content. And that's always that's always a, a, a chat that we have. We need to get more content. Um, Dave is good at getting content. I'm fucking horrible at getting content because I like shooting birds. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't like how, like how much does it disrupt your hunt to be captured? It doesn't. If you ask anybody that I'm hunting with, they, they don't even realize that I'm hunting. I'm filming half the time. We'll do something on, and I'll be like, oh, that's going to be some really good footage. And they're like, I didn't even realize that you were recording anything. So and I try and just, keep it candid. Like, right. I try out, I don't like sticking cameras in people's face. To be honest with you, I don't even like having the camera pointed at me. Right. So like, if, if there's, you know, somebody's dog is, is running, I'll be out there with the big camera taking pictures of it. If my dog's running, I'll be out there taking nice pictures, all that. But like, for the most part, like I'm not sticking cameras in people's face. I have a camera on my head. I have a camera somewhere else. And then I have my shot cam. So like, right. I, I, I like that style. I know that people always say like, Oh, I hate watching GoPro video. Cause it just looks like a dot and all that. And it's like, that's why I added the shot cam this year so that you can see those tight shots. But then mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sacrificing the fact that I want to shoot birds. Cause that's the big thing is, you know, I want to be out there and I want, like, I want people to see that first person footage of us shooting divers or shooting puddle ducks or geese or whatever it is. And there's just like, especially on YouTube, there's kind of two lanes where people yeah. have gone this like cinematic route where they want to just get a person dedicated on a big camera, getting birds coming in, getting them tight and having these like really close kill shots. But then you've also got the other lane, which is like vloggers doing POV stuff. So you've got like outdoor limits on YouTube, poke outdoors, high prairie sportsmen. Uh, was, yeah. Ocean. And so like, Ocean, yeah. Yeah. And so like, there's just all these other guys that are kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing, or I'm doing the same thing they're doing or whatever. And uh, I like that style more. Cause it's, it's real. You I, know? I like think it's, and that does, it's funny that you say that because I think I'm because I say this to Dave all the time. I'm like, we need we need a dedicated camera guy. And Dave's like, no, we don't need a dedicated. Dave is very much like you. And then I'm like, I think we need I think we need like a sim, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so so even between Dave and I, there's the two there's the but- two lanes, right? Right. But I, I would have thought the same, like if you approached me about that three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, you're, you're right. Because like, I got to shoot the birds, but yeah. then both my kids became the age where I couldn't shoot if they were shooting. Right. Yeah. But I could shoot a camera. And right. then yep. I started like, I think the biggest hindrance I had two years ago was that I was thinking it was more complicated than rocket appliance, but, <laughs> but, but really it's not like, Break it's not it rocket appliances. Ricky. No, it's super <laughs> simple, right? Like I love it. I love like, it. Just start recording your shit, and yeah, if he, like, I think it was Phil. Phil was the one that changed my mindset this this past year, or when we did the the hunt with uh, First Light there. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, I'll take like three hundred shots, and I might get five. Right. Well, I'll take three hundred minutes of film, and I might get five. Exactly. Right. But but a film nowadays you know, pretty much 99% of the world has ADD. So you only want five minutes of film because they're five, not going to watch. They're not going to watch 11. Seconds. Yeah. Well, so no, like good point. this is, this is not waterfall specifically related, but like when I do work for companies and they want to do like social media work, like if they want me to film something for social media, I tell them like, you know, I can make you something, but I wouldn't do more than like 30 seconds because people have 
the attention span, span. Yeah. of a, a puppy. And it's like, it, you can't, you can't give them, you know, these five minute videos, especially like on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, because they're scrolling. Their yeah. finger is just like, it's time to, to move yeah. on YouTube. You know, it's a little different. I, I, there's channels. So like I, I, my YouTube is just like my, my Spotify, like it's all over the place. But for the most part, if I'm watching waterfall videos, I'm good at like the eight to 10, 12 minute mark for whatever reason, I can watch somebody remodel or like uh, fire up an engine on a car. I'll watch it for an hour and a half. I don't care. But like when it comes to waterfall stuff, it's like my, my attention span now is at that 10 minute mark. I mean, you see that YouTube um, video of the guy with the, the like 12 or 14 foot John boat and the 200 horse motor on it. I literally watched that yesterday. That's awesome. I'm, he, I'm so like, it was, a, awesome. it was a 14 foot flat bottom that yeah. they took, they took a 20 horse, uh, long tail motor off of it. And he had a bass boat that they were trying to like, <laughs> nobody yeah. wanted to buy the bass boat. So they just wanted the motor. And he's like, well, I'll show you guys the motor. And he takes it off. He welded on this like four yeah. foot piece of metal with a throttle on it. And yeah, he said that it was going like 45 miles an hour. Or something was it, something was it Tim, uh, was it Tim the tool man Taylor and going rawr, 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 as he fucking <laughs> he might as well have been the Binford sixty one hundred the Binford yeah this is a two hundred horse Mercury <laughs> on a fourteen foot flat bottom John boat and it's like it was pretty gnarly but yeah, that video so he has like more ass than forty five miles an hour no that was a half throttle he was doing 45. yeah he couldn't go full oh. throttle because he thing couldn't do full go, throttle <laughs> yeah because it was uh oh, here we yeah, go right here there we go yeah oh yeah I, I don't know if we yeah. Can, yeah. Looks oh, a yeah. little bottom heavy there. For for anyone looking, you actually whoa. running at two hundred horsepower. Yeah, yeah. He actually, uh, yeah, they sunk Jesus. it. Clapped out customs. I love it. Two hundred. <laughs> okay, that's good. We don't want big that. motor on the little <laughs> boat. Wow. Um, but I wanted to to go back to that point that you made, Brian and Dave where you guys had said, you know, like this, this short attention span, right? So like most people want to see that, you know, 30 seconds, two or three minutes, or even eight to 10, like you said, Brian. Yeah. But then you look at a, you look at a YouTube channel, like say Heartland Waterfowl, right? Mm -hmm. Like those guys that are down, I think they're in Kansas, right? Um, or what borders Kansas to the West? I don't know. Anyways, they're down, they're down Texas. close. They're down there. Yeah. <laughs> it might be Arkansas. Yeah, maybe. Um, They're close yeah. one to one or the other. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like, you look at those guys, like, those guys, like, they've got a dedicated uh, dude that does their editing. Like, a lot of their videos that, a lot of the videos that you see of Heartland Waterfowl that show up on Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff like that, that's all just a dude on his way back from a hunt that he's, he's editing on his phone and, and putting that out. But then the stuff that they're doing on their YouTube channel, like that's like, that's an hour. That's some of that stuff is, is long. Right. And well, they do long form like TV style yeah. because they're on the outdoors channel. So they're right. on outdoors sportsman's channel. That's Fair. where those are, right. but they're, they're double dipping. So they're taking and they're putting it on TV, but they're also putting it on YouTube. Right. So they have a full like T like film crew. 
Okay, Same well, as, I'll, just know, Thanks, <laughs> I'll just shut up. Thanks, Brian. I'll just shut up. But I mean, if you have that dedicated, you know, if you have somebody dedicated to filming it, yeah, like a lot of these big YouTube channels, when they start to get traction, they hire somebody so that they don't have to worry about the camera at all. They just do their right. thing. But for somebody, you know, like me, I'm not going to, I don't have that capability to be paying somebody to be doing that. Right. Would I love the quality of it? Absolutely. But it's also, but, but you also like from what I'm starting, right. what I like, what I like to film. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's cool to have, you know, the, the banter and the blind from like my perspective, instead of it being a camera in somebody's face, you know, it just, it's uh it's what I like and not everybody's going to like that. And that's okay. Oh, absolutely. See, I made another mistake there. I was watching a lot of like seminars on how to do YouTube videos and how to vlog and shit. And then it was pointed out to me that by a local guy, he said, there's a seminar, a guy's doing a seminar on making money with realty right now. Right. Like how to be a realty investor locally, yeah. just a, a guy we all know. And I'm not going to say his name, but he's yeah. never going to watch this anyway. Yeah. But he says, why wouldn't you go to that show? And I said, because the guy got fucking lucky. And he right. says, well, do you know how many people get lucky on YouTube? Just start filming your shit and putting it on there. Yeah. You'll learn every time you put something up there, you're going to learn something. Every time you edit, you're going to learn something. Um, when, when we tried to do that Christmas video, Damien sent me a video from, um, from his cell phone and it wouldn't work. And I'm like, I can't edit this. So I had to use my cell phone to edit all the videos and put it together. And I couldn't use the editing software. Well, yeah it turns out that there's a known thing and how to fix it. Like you're going to learn something every time. It's just a yeah. matter of getting out and doing it. Right. Like you're not going to go out and shoot a limit on your first day, solo hunting. Right. You're not going to get a million views on your first YouTube video. So guys, if you're looking into doing it, let's get your shit out there and do it. Well, you look they at Jeff hurt. Coates, like Jeff Coates have said to us how many times content, 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 just, right. just get it out there, get it yeah. out there. And, and, um, not, not taking anything away from, from our friends from Hushin, but like, look at Hushin, eh, Dave? Yeah. Like those guys, they, they put content out there and, and one great hunt, uh, the magical hunt that yep. was, that they captured and, and things just blew up for them after that one hunt. Right. And lucky enough, they, they captured it and then they put it out and people went nuts for it. And look right. at that. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hushin, but look at if Casey didn't have that. So for people that don't know, Casey was shooting the fireball. That's their, that was their first big thing was the fireball and that fireball he shot and it, it didn't go down the first time. And he went back to the same spot. If he didn't start recording there, he would have never got the fact that that thing came back in exactly the same and he got it and the emotion and the, like, that's, that's one of my favorite YouTube videos is, is them shooting that fireball. That's mm -hmm. for me. So uh, the moral of this story is anybody that's watching, listening, um, subscribe to us, subscribe to Brian. And uh, <laughs> even though Brian's a way bigger deal than what we are, but uh, no. let's, let's poach some of his uh, subscribers. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll take, and, we'll take a little bit of everybody. Yeah. And the other thing to take away from this is in the words of Rhonda Rousey, don't be a do nothing bitch. Just do something. Don't there be a go. do nothing. Do bitch. I don't care if it's wrong. Just do, do something. <laughs> yeah. Do something. Right? You can do it. Yeah.
I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's a, it's a learning curve when you start getting into it, but like I went down such a rabbit hole and I started learning how to film. And when I started learning how to edit photo and video, it's just like, you get caught up in it and it gets fun. So then it's just another thing. It's another hobby to just keep going after. And it just, it just, Oh, but Brian, it's, it's really you, grabbed me bad. <laughs> but you know, Brian, like, and, and, and when you, you know, when, when there's something that you like and, and you're, you know, you, you want to put out a good product and stuff, um, good things come from it. Right. Like, like right. you, like your chat with Eric Massey, like, you have a possibility to do something really cool in this upcoming fall. Um, right. And that's, you know, you're, you put out good content um, and you just keep, keep doing what you're doing, stay real to what you want. And then good things will happen. It's not going to happen overnight, I guess. And that's the biggest thing that people, cause you're as, as I say, this we're the exact same, but you see, um, so many people that that start up a social media page and and a YouTube channel and all this, um, Dave and I are are extremely lucky because this isn't this isn't like we don't need this to put food on on our table, right? Right. Um. So, you know, the long game we're completely okay with. Yeah. But if you are coming into this world and Phil, Phil knows because Phil does a lot of photography stuff and Mark, Mark spends a lot of time on YouTube and, and does a lot of stuff um, in the chainsaw world and, and watching those kind of videos, too. But like if you think you're going to hit it rich or, or like unless you are the luckiest person in the world to get that fireball on your first video it it you are in for the long haul because it's not going to happen overnight yeah well, it also you know? depends on like what realm you're in too like for for anybody that like started doing van life stuff like three years ago that's what they're doing full time now because that blew up everybody wanted to see people living in their vans and driving across the country and then that got saturated well same thing with like drag racing there was a big kick of people that started filming themselves like building cars and drag racing then a couple people made it big and everybody wanted to do it because everybody has a drag car it it you kind of fall into a niche and like if that niche is big enough eventually it's going to get oversaturated but good point if if you're consistent with it and you're con you're you're conscious of the quality that you're putting out you're always going to be a step above somebody so like there's people that can film stuff on their phone and have 3 million subscribers. That's fine. But they were also like pioneering in those niches. So like it, it depends on what it, it, you have to get lucky yeah. at, at, a, at a point. But also if you're just if you're consistently doing something, you're going to see some return on it from especially from YouTube, because that's how their algorithm works. But um you know, if you start up like a business or something, you can get lucky with that too. Or you could sit there and spin your tires for 10 years and then realize that there was no reason for you to get involved in it. And it, it can play out so many different ways, but you don't know unless you try. Mm -hmm. Like Marvel. when I started filming weddings, I filmed one wedding and I was on YouTube for months learning how to film a wedding. Cause I'm a redneck. I don't know anything about filming weddings. 
And now I have a whole business dedicated to filming weddings. Yeah. So like <laughs> it pays for my house. Like it's, I'm, yeah. I'm a redneck. It's, I've never been sober at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be so I've I've been I've been at so many weddings where they're just like, oh, you want a drink? Or they come up and they like will will smear and off ice me in the middle of filming something. And I'm like, you bastards, like. I'm here trying to be professional and I'll get iced while I'm filming like a father daughter dance. And I'm like, there, there was a good icing on uh, one of those fishing videos. They were were fishing for like Mahi Mahi and they're, they were like, Oh, hopefully we can get a sailfish. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the one guy went to the bathroom. So then they, they reeled in his line. They attached a big weight to it and they taped a Smirnoff <laughs> ice to it and threw it back in the water. And then when he came back in, they're like, oh my God, fish on, fish on. He's reeling in, reeling in, gets it in, looks at the weight and sees it. And he's, oh, <laughs> started swinging. Good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Boys, it's, uh... um, we're getting close to that 60 minute mark. Um, so I think we'll start tidying things up here and, uh, and ending this, but as usual we could go on for hours and hours oh, yeah. just shooting the shit but uh uh cory baker's probably i don't even know if cory baker even listens to us anymore but it's still <laughs> ma- it's still fun to to throw it, his name out there Corey's he's shooting coyotes every day right now yeah. what's that Corey's he's shooting coyotes. coyotes every day yeah yeah he is shooting he's been shooting coyotes crazy um Fellas, let's do a uh, round the table. We'll give last words to, uh, to Brian, uh, Mark. Good to meet you, Brian. You too. Uh, I heard about you after the last show. Of course I missed it, but, uh, no, uh, we got to get down to Ohio where the, the waterfowling is the greatest in the U S so, yeah. can, uh, so everybody says, and, uh, slay a ton of birds together. Hey buddy. I'm not, and so Mark is saying that, but we're planning a trip next fall we're heading to saskatchewan and then once we're done saskatchewan we're heading south and then coming across the states making our way to maryland so perfect yeah i'll be ready for you we're doing it in ohio you have three extra beds <laughs> better or, yet, two. or a basement I have a, we're yeah. not fussy i, yeah, I got Dane room brandon gets here <laughs> i got room don't you worry boys better yet brian why don't you like then the Kingston boys can take their route. Why don't you meet me and just join us the whole time and film it? Because we need a filmmaker. Ooh, mm. buddy, that would uh, be insane. There you go. Yeah. You have to yeah. coordinate that with Sean Stahl. Yeah. Mm. She you can know come what? Too. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> Sean I and guess, Eric. I guess. Yeah, Sean Stahl and Eric Massey can <laughs> tag along. RNT yeah. TV can tag along if they want. I guess. Yeah. If For they tag final. along, then you might get me. Yeah, Brian will film. I'll shoot stills. There you go. You're not coming. You already <laughs> said you're not coming. You're not doing well, any I've, trips. I've already uh, used up all my uh, tokens this year. Anyways, sorry. Took took Merck's thunder there. He was doing his his. Oh, all good. Carry on, Phil. <laughs> Brian, pleasure as always. Again, to love love following you on Instagram and like for those that don't know, Brian Allathorpe Media. Too many hobbies. That too. Thank you. But yeah, yeah, like Brian's Brian's still work is amazing. And again, great having you on here again, Brian. Hopefully, uh, we'll cross paths uh, this fall here in Ontario. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Phil. David. Brian, 
it's good to actually like meet you here. We've talked a few times on the internet, but yeah, I do got to say, there's been a couple things that we've talked about and you mentioned here that I really want to pick at. So for people that follow on Instagram or Facebook, you can tell how bad I'm bugging Brian by how quickly he unfollows me. (laughs) You'll see the unfriend. Yeah. So we're going to keep a record here because I, I got some stuff that I want to know. So that's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Brian to you, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, anytime that you need somebody to come on and just ruin any kind of podcast, schedule that you had i can be that guy but i appreciate you guys having me on let me talk about video and photo and youtube and all that stuff and uh yeah i'm i'll see if i can get up to to toronto yeah buddy hey craig i I know craig mintz is is going to be listening to this because he has it playing on the shop floor so uh craig make sure you reach out to to brian and and maybe you can stuff them in the trailer when you're coming across or something like that. I'll say that anybody that's because you guys have a have a tough time getting some real geese decoys up there, right? Nope. Nope. And stuff like Canadian that. Waterfowl Supplies has yep. everything you'll want. If they don't have it in, just give them a shout. He'll get it in. Canadian Craig, Waterfowl Craig Supplies, buddy. Craig will if ship he brings no some, then you don't have to worry about the shipping. So There's other stuff that we have trouble getting, like bird dog whiskey. Mm-hmm. You would make a lot of friends oh. if you brought a few bottles of that. <laughs> Um, it's tough. I think it's like three or four miles for me to go to a liquor store here to get it. So yeah, we'll pay your gas. Yeah, or you could walk <laughs> three or four miles. And, yeah. and if you That's happen like to bring kilometers, oh, you okay. to bring some yang, yangling with you. <laughs> yeah. we. The, I got listen, yangling here. If I make it up, I'll bring it for you guys. Oh, oh um, God bless you. Okay, so I, um, wait one second. Okay. Craig Mintz, I know you're watching and you're probably one of the only people I know that watches right to the end. Good luck in your basketball coaching there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, We don't know the results because we film almost a week in advance. So I'm following along with that. Good luck, man. This is, it's kind of neat to follow along and see the pictures. Well, and to add on to that, doesn't he look handsome in his little sweater vest (laughs) with his tie? (laughs) Oh, shit. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, Craig, buddy, you look like a fucking professional coach. Uh, I just going to throw that out there because um, with your vest on and your tie, you look, you look the real deal, buddy. And I know and those girls uh, mean the world to you too. That, that video of him going into the locker room after the game and they dumped the water on him. Like, unless you've ever coached into a big moment like that and know that emotion like that, it's pretty special. And I was very happy to see that he got that. That was good. So. Um, so another great episode, lots to take from this, Brian, um, the first time we had you on the show, we spent a lot of time talking about, uh, Brian Ellathorpe media and too many hobbies. Um, now you're a friend. Um, so whenever you come on now, uh, we're not going to talk a lot about too many hobbies and Brian Ellath, cause now we're just going to shoot the shit, but <laughs> that's fine. But Whenever you have something on the go um, and something that you need the masses to know, if you need the millions of fans from the, the Union 0430 to know about, uh, all you got to do, buddy, is, is reach out to us and, and we'll get you on. Um, you're a big deal, so we, we can squeeze you in. So, um, 
everybody. Thanks so much. Um, this was a great episode. If I learned anything from tonight, it means I got to talk to Sean Stahl if I need now to get Brian to come and do anything <laughs> for us because he's that big of a fucking deal now, apparently. We'll um, see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. No, buddy, uh, congratulations. Nothing but the best to you. Um, it Thank just you. goes to show be a good person, do good things, and good things will happen to you. Surround yourself by surround yourself with good people, big love. And see you next time.